Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Are you excited to be in the presence of God? Well, give somebody a high five. Tell the person you will definitely be blessed today. You will definitely be blessed today. You will definitely be blessed today. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you this morning and have the honor of sharing the word of God with you. Amen. Tell your neighbor, smile, okay? I'm just preaching for 40 or so minutes, so just have a nice look towards me, okay? Wow, great. Turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 25. It's the piece of scripture we are dealing with today, Matthew 25. I started to preach on a series, Why People Do Not Bear Fruit. Is that not so? How many of you were here last week? How many of you were not here last week? So where were you? If you were not here, where were you? Wow. But it's good to have you here today. Amen. Matthew 25, I'm talking about why people do not bear fruit. We read from verse number 14. The Bible says, and the kingdom of heaven be like unto a man traveling into a far country who called his servants, his own servants unto him and delivered unto them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one. And straight away, or to another one, every man according to their several abilities, and straight away took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and gained five more. Likewise, he that had received two talents, two more. But he that had received one talent went and digged the earth and hid his master's talent. Now, after a long time, the Lord of these servants cometh and reconnect with them. Then he that had received five talents came and brought the other five and said, Master, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. And the master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful with a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he that had received two also came and said, Master, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents. And the master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. 
that has been faithful with little, I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he that had received one talent came and said, Master, I know that thou art a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was afraid, and I hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, have that which is thine. And the master said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I strawed not. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, that at my return I'll receive mine with usury. Then he said, take the talent from this one and give it to him that had ten. For he that had more shall be given that he may have abundance. And, but he that had not, even that which he had shall be taken from him. Then verse 30, he says that one of the most miserable statements in the Bible. He says, cast ye therefore the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Today we are talking about why people become unprofitable. The master said, cast, the master defined the guy clearly. He said, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Now, we look at a beautiful story. I'm sure you have seen the story. We don't need to even go to But we see a story of three people who were given talents by their master to trade with the talent. One person got five, somebody got two, and somebody also got one. Two of them did something with their talents and gained more. Then one of them did nothing and got nothing. When you do nothing, you get nothing. Many Christians think that you can get something by doing nothing. Many people think that you can get something when you do nothing. But I have news for you. You get nothing when you do nothing. And you get something when you do something. If you don't do anything, do not expect anything. There are only two possibilities when you do nothing expecting something. Either you are a magician or you have a mental problem. Because that's one of the definitions of madness. Doing nothing and expecting something. Or you are a magician. Even magicians, they do something to pull a rabbit out of a hat. Hello? Do you know that magicians rehearse? Like when, let's say if we are going to have a, next Saturday we are having a magic show in the church. Our magician is Alan. The whole week you'll be here rehearsing the magic. Rehearsing the magic. So that on that day, when he's trying to make an egg appear in your ear, the egg will definitely be in your ear when he stretches his hand there. There won't be a mistake. So when you do nothing expecting something, it's actually unbelievable. Hallelujah. And the nicest way to put it is madness. You don't go to work month end, you are expecting a salary. Hey! Aibo! What's going on? So, the Bible talks about this guy 
And we are making, a, we are having a research into why the guy was unprofitable. And we said last week that the master explained to us why the guy was unprofitable. The first thing the master said was that the guy was wicked. And I said, wickedness accounts for people not achieving anything in the church. We all, as we are in the church, we all have an opportunity to help somebody know Jesus. We have an opportunity to help somebody do better in the Lord. Now, wickedness is what accounts for our doing nothing. I made an example to you that if you had HIV and your neighbor sitting next to you had the cure for HIV and he doesn't give you the cure, you would describe your neighbor as a wicked person. How many of you would describe your neighbor as a wicked person? I would. I would. Those of you at the back look more Christian than the rest of us. But I would say my neighbor is wicked. He's an evil person. In the same way, we are all sitting here and the problem of sin is plaguing the world and taking many people to hell. And we have the solution. We have the answer. We have what it's needed to save them from going to hell. However, we are doing nothing. Is it not fun? You are not here. Don't you think it's wickedness? It's sheer wickedness. So wickedness accounts for Christians who do nothing. The second thing we mentioned was laziness. And this is a classic one. Laziness. Gross laziness. And I said there are many lazy people in the church. Lazy in your own life. Lazy at school. Look, when you write an exam and the pass mark is 50% and you can't pass, it's a sign of laziness. I say it again in Zulu. When you write an exam and you just need half of what is required of you, not the whole thing, just half of it, and you are not able to reproduce just half of it, it's a sign of your laziness. And you see, if I had not been to school before, you can say that 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 buffoon of a pastor doesn't understand. But fortunately, I have been to school before and to the highest level of school and also in a good school where everybody is competing for a place. Every student in the school is competing for a place even in the school. You write a national exam to enter into the school. High school, just high school, write a national exam before you can enter. Not that you live in the area. This is your schools that you go because you live in the area, they admit you. No! You, you can be living, even you can be living in the school if you don't pass that exam with a certain requirement, you can't enter the school. You'll be going in and out of the school, but you can't enter the school. So when you have to just reproduce half of what your teacher taught you, dy dx, so just remember dy and leave the x so that you can pass. You, you can't remember it. My God. There's something wrong. Somebody say amen. Amen the ladies. Amen the brothers. So when you cannot remember it, 
is laziness. Unfortunately for God, you see, it's too bad God is the one who suffers. Unfortunately for God, you bring that gross laziness into the church as well. Won't do anything. You, let's leave school and let's come home. Some of you at home, it's a bad thing living with you. You won't do your dishes. You won't clean your room. I mean, your room is like an explosion. It's like there was an explosion in your room. And since then, nothing has been done. It's like life after the explosion. You won't clean. Even to wake up in the morning and brush your teeth. Your own teeth. Not that brush your neighbor's teeth. Your teeth. And you have no business brushing your neighbor's teeth. It's just your own teeth. It's a problem. Hallelujah. Amen. Then we trans... I mean, if you have a lazy wife, it's, a, it's, it's look, you are on survival. As a husband, you have to survive. Yeah. Even when they cook once a week, you have to take some of the food and hide it. So that you will have cooked food to eat. Yeah. And some of you ladies are looking at me, oh, we talk to the wives. But you are an, a prototype of what I'm describing. You are just coming to manifest when you come in the situation. Yeah. They have cooked all the food. Just you dish out. It's a problem. You can only dish out for yourself. I know people who have bowls that they ate in two weeks ago under their bed. Spoons that were used last year. Last year, 2018 spoons in their room. Under the bed. Yeah. Forks and knives that were used two years ago in their beds. It's like you can be sleepy and dreaming, then you touch something. When you take hey! That's a fork. Yeah. And the, 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 the residue of the food from when it was used is so, it's frozen and caked. It's even crystallized on the fork. Yeah. We use soap, it won't go. We use handy handy, it won't go. We can even pour acid, acid on it. It won't go. Yeah. Laziness. I like the way you are all looking at me because I know, you know that it's your number. Pick it up, baby. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Pick it up. The way you are looking at this pastor, if we get him after church, we are going to beat him. You will not get me after church. I'm telling you, you will not get me about it. There are so many of you, you have never seen me anywhere before. It's only when you come to the church that you see me. Where are you going to get me at? Don't bring yourself this morning at all. Uh, rather encourage me to say the truth so that you can change. When, when, when we get this pastor, we'll be, where are you going to get me at? Think about it. I, you go to Mr. Price. I don't go to Mr. Price. I go to Pep. Where are we going to meet? Where are we going to meet? Think about it. You go to pick and pay, I go to checkers. Where are we going to meet? 
when I get him. I go to Boxer. I shop at Boxer. Where, where you shop, I don't come there. Put your hands together for Jesus, please. So we bring the laziness into the church, unfortunately. Into the church. And I pray that that laziness comes to an end. What do I mean? You are just, you are just too lazy to tell your neighbor that, look, you, the way you are going, you are going to hell. And I want to help you. You are too lazy to tell your neighbor that this Sunday I'm going to church. Come with me. You are too lazy to tell your neighbor, look, when I went to church on Sunday, the way the pastor preached, I thought something was going to happen to me. I was so excited. I can't wait for you to come with me to also come and hear the. You are just too lazy to open your mouth to say it. Hey, pastor, how do you? I know because you have not even made the effort to say it. The master is the, is the one, and you, I'm coming to it. The master is the one who explained to us clearly that it's laziness. It's not anything. It's laziness. Today, let's look at two more and then we close. The next reason why this guy did not achieve anything, guess what? It's selfishness. Selfishness. And selfishness is not taking a selfie. Right? <laughs> Selfishness. It's not selfish. <laughs> Selfie. Selfiness. No. Selfishness. This guy did not want to do anything for anybody. Although the master had given him one talent, the master had given him his own talent he gave to him. He thought that, look, I am going to work. And this man is going to gain. I won't do it. He, he explained it to us. He said, Master, I know you are a hard man. You want to reap where you have not sown. Basically, what he was saying is that if the master wants profit, the master should sow. That's what I said about Eastwood last week. That I didn't go to Eastwood. Meanwhile, I'm expecting church members from Eastwood. That's what the guy said. You want to reap where you have not sown. And you want to gather where you have not strolled. Because of that, have your thing back. Yeah. I mean, I've not done anything wrong. If you want something, work. I can work for you to have. That's where we get the famous scripture, Luke 16, 99. Monkey, they work, baboon, they chop. Have you heard it before? Tell your neighbor, monkey, they work. Baboon, they chop. What does it mean? The monkey is working and the baboon is eating. Yes. Now, by the way, if you are a monkey, guess what? I ain't no baboon. Yeah, I'm not a baboon. You can ex- accept the monkey status. Put on your status. Put a picture in, right? Monkey. Hashtag monkey. But I am not a baboon. Don't put my picture next and write baboon. Because I'm not a baboon. 
This man, he, he said, if the master is the one going to profit, then I will not do anything. Many of us are like that. We go with the famous South African scripture that says nothing for Mahala. No, this verse it only applies in South Africa. Nothing for Mahala. Have you heard it before? Yes. Why are you pretending like you have not heard it before? <laughs> or because I mentioned South Africa, it's too close. <laughs> too close, too close, Pastor. Too close, too personal, Pastor. Nothing for Mahala. It's a Southern something. Ah, Southern Hemisphere thing. Nothing for Mahala. Look, in this life, you must do things for people. This morning, I am preaching to you. I'm not preaching to me. What I'm preaching, I already know it. That's why I'm the one preaching it. Is it not enough for me to know it? But I'm preaching it to you. I am, I am doing it for you. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. That is how God has designed the world. That we do things for other people. Many people don't want to do anything for anybody. I will do nothing for nobody. So you see, husband and wife. The wife is expecting what the husband can do for her. And the husband is also expecting what you... A lot of people who are unhappy in their marriages, this is the problem. Instead of thinking of what you can do for your wife, you are thinking of what your wife can do for you. That's why you are always not satisfied. Yeah, you're always thinking, what is it going to buy for me? What does it want to do for me? What does it want to do? Look, ladies, men also like gifts. Okay, ladies, newsflash. Maybe you can't hear me. Newsflash. Men also like gifts. Ah! We are tired. We buy flowers. We buy chocolate. Whether hot or cold, we buy it. What again do we buy? We buy perfumes. Even perfumes that you can't mention their names. We buy for you. We buy shoes for you. Wigs. For you. But you never buy anything. When do you go out and come and say, Oh honey, I got a socks. A socks. A pair of socks. Where is my socks? I bought you. A pair of socks. This is a gift for you. A pair of socks. For you. When? I ask you again. When? Will you come home and say. Honey. I didn't buy you. I saw the shoe. I went past it. And I bought you a pair of socks. A pair of socks. Men also like gifts. You are only thinking about yourself. When you get your money, you change the lipstick, change the makeup, change the hair, change your shoes, change this, change that, change this. When are you also going to do something for somebody? When? When? Is it pastor me? When I get a gift, I become very happy. We, when we get a gift, we don't become happy. Who told you? Let me wear my socks so that I look like your pastor. Play a song for us.
I'm back. When would you also do something for somebody? This guy said, I will not do anything for the master. You see two friends moving around. Always it's one friend who's supplying. One friend who's supplying. The other one does nothing. Always receiving. Always receiving. Nothing for the other person. Yeah. Hey, Pastor Batino, you are the one who has a lot of money. I don't have anything. You don't have anything. At least you have something. Do something. Do something. Do something. Say amen. Now smile, okay? It's not going to change how I preach, whether you frown or you don't frown. It's the same way I was preaching last week. So I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, so smile. Your frown won't change anything. Selfishness. Lindo, selfishness. I do nothing for anybody. Miller has been transporting you back and forth from your place. What is wrong? If you go to Pep... And buy him a handkerchief from Pep. And come and say, Mr. Miller, this handkerchief is something special I want to give to you. What is wrong? What, what is even wrong if you take his car and you wash it? The same car he has been using you to transport you. After you have walked on the ground, you enter the car. You come and sit in the car and say, the car is dirty. Your mouth like dirty. Selfishness. This guy was just self. I do nothing for anybody. Many of us, you see, when you read the story and you come down, you see the guy who had five and worked with the five. The master did not take it from him. How do I know that the master did not take it? The master at the end, the master said, take the talent from the guy who has one and give it to the guy who has ten. It means still the guy had the ten. Master did not take it from him. Sometimes you think you are doing something for God, but actually you are just doing something for yourself. You are doing something for yourself. But many of us, we do nothing for anybody. That's how come we come to church, we don't even bring an offering to church. And when I give the offering, then the pastor will change his suit. I have my suits already. I don't need your offering to change my suits. Today will not change the lunch I will eat today if I will eat lunch at all. It won't. But it's a reflection of our selfishness. We will do nothing for nobody. Once it's not coming to me directly, I'll do nothing. Today, the church is very quiet. I don't, I don't know. But like I said, your silence, your frown, it's like a recorded message. We are playing it anyway. <laughs> it will change. Selfishness. Say, I, I won't do any. Let's read the scripture in the Bible. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Let's read maybe from verse 1. The Bible says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercy fulfill ye my joy. What is the joy? That ye be like-minded having the same love 
and being of the same mind, the same accord, and of the same mind. Let nothing be done through strife and vainglory. But let every man, let each man esteem the other above themselves. It says, look not every man unto his own or his own thing, but also unto the things of others. Verse 5 says, let this mind be in you as was in Christ Jesus. Have the same mind. Have the mind that Jesus had. It says, have it. Look, verse, verse 3, verse 4, it, it, it tells us that. Look, don't, don't, don't do things for glory. But rather be humble, esteeming others above yourself. Bring yourself low. In lowliness of mind, oh, bring yourself low and lift other people up. They says, let, look not every man. Not, don't let everybody be looking at their things only. But also, they should look at the things of other people. Look at the things of others. Then he says, this is the mind that Jesus has. So think of other people. Think of your neighbor sitting next to you. Think of others. There are so many people in our city who can be in church this morning. The reason why they are not here is because you did not think about them. You did not think about them. You did not think about them. Hello. Yeah. Your frown or your smile will not change anything. You did not think about them. Oh, I'm lying. Yeah, you have to smile. If you don't smile, you, you can imagine what will happen. Hi, my children. How are you? Yeah, it's powerful. Hey, copy dance. Is that you? you? Look very powerful. Think about others. Don't only think about yourself. Yeah. You are in the choir with the person. Her hair looks like she was beaten up before she came to church. Instead of complaining, take her to the sun and say, look, please, let me do your hair for you for this week. This week. Instead of complaining about her hair, say that, let me take you to the salon this week and do your hair for you. Yeah. of sitting down and saying, look at you, you can't do anything. Take one of your many wigs that you have, your many wigs that you have, and bring and say, try this one, it can work for you. You alone, you have 16 wigs with one head. My dear, how are you? What's your name? Oh, wait too. You have a nice smile. Keep smiling as I'm preaching. It overcomes all the frowns. Okay, keep smiling. Smile for Jesus. Yeah. 16 weeks, one head. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Only one head. Oh. 16 weeks. If you give one to your neighbor, I don't mean this neighbor, but I mean your neighbor. You never know. You never know. If you give one to her, You'll be left with 15. You need more than two weeks to exhaust all the weeks. More than two weeks. And start again. Somebody say amen. amen. The message is personal today. 16, 16. I mean, can you imagine, girls? 16 weeks. And 
you see, if you had about 10 heads, and you can put, 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 but only one. Sure. Selfishness. Look, let selfishness die. Amen. Let selfishness die. Get out of that selfishness and be a blessing to somebody. And one of the greatest blessings you can give to somebody is to bring the person to Christ. That's the greatest blessing. Pastor, I don't know how to bring somebody to Christ. Just bring the person to church. I will bring the person to Christ. It's as simple as that. Simple as that. Jesus, he was okay in heaven. Look, Jesus was the king of kings and the lord of lords. He didn't have to come and die for us. Bible says, all things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. Bible says, the Lord made us for his good pleasure. He didn't need to die to end that. But he still thought about us. And he hung on the cross to die for us. You too, think about somebody. Next Sunday is our souling Sunday. You think about somebody. and Bring your roommate here. Bring your cosmate here. Bring your friend here. Bring your boss here. Bring your secretary here. Bring everybody you know here as a way of overcoming selfishness. I have some 10 minutes. Number two for today. Number two. Why people become unprofitable. Why people don't bear fruit. The next reason is excuses. They just make excuses. Excuse making. We had a saying, when you want to do something, you make a way. When you don't want to do it, you make excuses. Anytime I deal with somebody, this is how I analyze the person. When they start their stories, I just know they don't want to do what you have asked them to do. They just make excuses. This man, he, his first excuse was that somebody had five, somebody had two, and he had one. His second excuse was that the man was a hard man. He likes to reap where he has not sown. And he likes to gather where he has no straw. And when you read it, like I said last week, it sounds like a very good excuse. Very powerful excuse. That is how people are. You send them to school, they say the lecturer doesn't teach well. Meanwhile, somebody's in the class and the person passes. With the same size of head as yours. Perhaps yours is even bigger. It's able to pass. And this lecturer, the lecturer is racist. Meanwhile, you see somebody with your skin color still passing the exam. And they are sleeping with the lecturer. And there are no jobs. Since you finished school in 2010, you have not worked before. It's two things. Laziness and excuses. And there are no jobs in Marysburg. People are working in Marysburg. There are people even in Marysburg, they clean people's houses. And they have work every day. 
Instead of blaming Jacob Zuma, Julius Malema, Cyril Ramaphosa, blame yourself. Excuses. You ask somebody to do something. I ask that they change the bulb out there. It's been one month. Every day, they say a ladder. Do you know a ladder? Do you know a ladder? Do you know a ladder? How do you call ladder in, in our language? Steppies. So they say steppies. Steppies. So <laughs> one month has passed. Thirty days on a calendar month, it has passed. Either the person who has to bring the ladder, or the person who has to go and collect the ladder. If they really wanted to, if it was top on their priority they will find the ladder wherever it is. Get whoever is involved to make sure that the ladder is here. But it's not even on their minds. It's like, oh, they remember when I mention it in the preaching. That's when they remember. (laughs) Say amen before I say something I shouldn't say. Lazy excuses. And you see, look, we are in the church. We do centers, bas centers, bas centers. You see people with all kinds of excuses why it cannot be done. It's just clear they don't want to do it. And sometimes they have the perfect... Look, sometimes when they give you the excuse, eh, you will feel very... You even become sympathetic. <laughs> so, oh, hey, your case is too bad. Sorry, nothing can be done. They, lies. If they wanted to do it, Hey, pastor, you see, in the evening, I can't come to church. It's very late. It's very dark. Meanwhile, when they are going to the nightclub, guess what? They go in the night. Even if they don't walk and they are Ubered or they Uber, why didn't they Uber to church? Why didn't they use the same means? Reason is simple. They wanted to go to the club, but they didn't want to go to the church. It's very simple. Uh, Pastor, you see, even that one, there were six boys. They were walking with me. So I felt, where were the six boys when it was time to go to church? Just make, they give you, I said, the perfectness. Proverbs, 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 22, 13. Proverbs 26, 13. 22, 13 and 26, 13. Anyone you like, bring it up. The lazy man saith, there's a lion in the street. I will be slain in the street. Then the other one says, there's a lion in the street. There's a lion in the way. There is a lion in the street. Which one did you get? Uh-huh. This one, I shall be slain. The next one, the other one, 26, 13. Even that one, he mentions the lion twice. What is he trying to do? He's throwing the lion in your face. 20, 26, 13. It, it, have you found it? Found for her. It says what? There's a lion in the way. A lion is in the street. Have you heard such a thing before? Emphasis on the lion. It's not a dog. It's not a cat. It's not a mouse. It's a lion. In case you didn't hear me. It's a lion. When they give you that excuse, you can't do anything. You just, you, you just, I mean, you just accept. How many of you will accept? I mean, if there's a lion, if I was, I, I was to send you out, what's your name? Lisana. Lisanda. Lisa. 
Lisa, I can call you Lisa, right? Does anybody call you Lisa? You can't get them to stop? Anyway, let's go. Lisa, if I were to send you outside and there's a lion outside, won't you say I'm very wicked? I will send you to the lion? No, I won't send you to the lion. Never. There's a lion in the street. Never. When they give you that excuse, it's so perfect, it's so, you can't contest the excuse. My grandmother says I shouldn't go out. Or my mother said I shouldn't go in. When my father, my father, my father said I should stay at home. I mean, I would look like a very bad pastor to advise a child against the father. So when you say your father said, once your father has said, what can I say? Tell your neighbor, my father or your mother <laughs> said. How can I say anything when your mother or your father <laughs> says don't go anywhere? <laughs> Meanwhile, your mother and your father said you shouldn't go anywhere, but you still go to places. They give you the perfect excuse. Hey, Pastor, I can't do this thing because, you see, when it's late or even in the morning, my husband, he wants to eat a, a semp, semp in the morning and in Pocotto later. So, and he doesn't believe in the microwave technology, so he wants all his food fresh from the stove to his mouth and everything. So I don't think I can be out in the evening to go and do visitation. Perfect excuse, but full of lies. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's, look, there's, uh, Pastor, I'm right. This is the favorite excuse of students. If you deal with students. I'm writing. I'm writing tomorrow. You know from the time you stepped into school that you will be writing. Hello? You, from the, once you got admission, it was admission into a life of writing. Every day you should be preparing for writing. But I'm writing on Thursday so I can't come to church this Sunday. Hey! Then you don't come. Still, you don't pass. Or still, you just escape narrowly. There was a mistake in the exam. And they gave everybody nine points. And that's how you passed. Nine percent, that's how you passed. You just crossed narrowly. You know you are writing. How, how many of you have gone to school before? Well, the rest of you have never gone to school before. <laughs> no, let's be serious. I mean, oh, I mean, I see very beautiful girls who have not gone to school before. My God, my God. How, how many of you have <laughs> gone to school? I'm not talking about the university, just school, even crash. Crash, you went to crash. Give me a wave. excuses. I'm writing. I have an assignment. When they give you an assignment, they give you about three weeks to complete the assignment. How come that that day 
has become so crucial. Perfect excuse. Perfect. Excuse is so... Look, you, I said a perfect excuse is an excuse that you can't contest. You feel very bad to contest the excuse. The church is very quiet today. You feel so bad, Alan, to contest the excuse. But I came to tell if they want to do it, if they want to do it, they will do it. They will do it. They will do it without anything. Where is China? Is the, are you China? Wow. It's good. That's China, all right? Yeah. When they want to do it, they will make it happen. They will walk through the rain. They will do this. How many of you have been in love before? Or supposedly, but it's a type of... It looks like the church. There are only three people in the church. The rest of you, is there, is the, is the place too hot? Can you hear? Is the sound working at the back? So I ask the question again. How many of you have been in love before? Yeah, because the first time Miller didn't lift his hand. I was going to advise Norma immediately after the service. Yeah. You will see that when you are in love, you will do and look wild things. Yeah. You take your phone. Can I have a phone? You see that there's no wow. There's no network here. They will climb on a tree. To get network so that they can talk to the boo. Yeah. When they fall out of love, yo! When they were in love, they used to sing, Nelly, I love you. I do need you, baby. I love you. I do need you. No matter what I do, all I think about is you. Even when I'm with my boo, they know I'm crazy. When they are out of love, my God! You call them 99 times, they won't pick up. 99 times. Yeah. When you ask, they say, oh, I didn't have data. Then you send money for data. When you call, they still don't pick up. When you go and find, so when they put the data, it downloaded all the things and the data finished. I was owing MTN. Yeah. Folks. 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 Unfortunately, my time is up. My time is up. I'm not out of word. I'm out of time. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. My time is up. It's not my fault.
out of data. Out of data. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for yourself wherever you are. Everybody stay in the church. Okay, I've not finished. Those who are going to the toilet, you won't die by toileting a little later. Okay, so everybody just be in the church. Don't go anywhere. I'm about to close. I want you to pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me to overcome these many excuses. Help me to overcome selfishness that I'll become profitable in your house. Help me, Lord. 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 Help me. Pray for yourself wherever you are. Say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. Lord, help all of us. Let us overcome these many excuses that we give when it's time to do something for you. Help us. Help us to overcome selfishness. You did not think only about yourself, but you thought about us. And you came to die for us. Even the death on the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted you and give you the name above every name. That at the mention of that name, Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess. Lord, today it's our prayer. Help us to overcome our selfishness. Help us to overcome excuse making that will be profitable to you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power to overcome the attitude of making excuses. Help us to have the grace to overcome in every situation that you present to us. To do your will. Help us to overcome. Help us to work even harder to prevail and to succeed. Help us to overcome selfishness. Only looking at ourselves and not looking on others. Help us to turn our eyes to others. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Say a louder, Amen. You will overcome. You will overcome. I said, you will overcome. You are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I die, I don't know whether I'll go to heaven or I'll go to hell. Please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. You are here like that with every eye closed and every head bowed. Please close your eyes with me. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Pastor, please, I want to go to heaven when I die. Please pray with me. Please, you are here like that. Please quietly lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your If you are lifting your right hand, lift it high above your head. Every eye closed, every head bow, please. Lift your right hand, lift it high above your head. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. 
I don't want to go to hell when I die. You are here like that with your hand up. Come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Oh, no, you don't be shy. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Come. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Don't, don't be shy. Just come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Wow. Let him have his way. Come on to Jesus. Please pray this prayer with me. It's a very simple prayer. Pray with me. You are the reason why we had today's service. If it was not for you, we'll be at home watching television. But you are the reason. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Listen, listen. Those of you in front, look at me. Please. It is your prayer. I prayed this prayer 26 years ago. Do you get it? A lot of the people you are hearing praying from behind you, they've also prayed this prayer. They are just praying in support of you. It's actually your prayer. So please open your mouth and pray this prayer. How many of you can do that for me and for yourself? Let's start again. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. For dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for them? Father, thank you for these ones who are in front. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for rescuing them from the grips of the devil. Thank you for that precious blood that you shed on Calvary's cross for all of us which we have all benefited for we are all sinners. Keep them, protect them, preserve them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, 
Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.